Hey, and welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. So glad that you are joining us today. My name is Craig Henson, and I am your host. And I'm joined today by lead pastor Eddie Cox. Good morning or afternoon or evening. How about Whenever that? you're listening. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Eddie? And executive pastor Brian Cox. What's going on, Brian? Uh, all good, man. All good. Good to be here. It's raining outside right now. It is. It's raining but, hard. But it's going outside. away. And the it sun's coming out. Yes. I can't wait. By noon, it'll yeah. all be over. We were hoping to play golf one day this week. Might have to wait a day or so now after that deluge. Yeah. Now, Sunday's always available after church. It Isn't looks right? like Sunday <laughs> might be a possibility uh, late afternoon on Sunday. Yes, it might. It says that somewhere. It does. In the Bible. Yeah, it <laughs> says that. <laughs> in, at least in your version, it yes, does. <laughs> mine's, in, mine's in green writing. <laughs> yeah, one of the... Uh, topics in this series that we're in called gardens is mental health and we're going to have a podcast on that uh, coming up uh shortly but um i think that's a big part of all of our mental health is some oh, yeah. golf right it, it saved me in the ministry if i hadn't started playing golf and having yeah. fun i'd mess i wouldn't have made it yeah. what it is hey. we gotta learn to enjoy life and golf is the way we do that that's right <laughs> what's well, a top five for a guy you gotta you gotta have recreation yeah, yeah for sure you know, if you don't, you can't live. You really can't. Hey, so we're in this series called Gardens leading up to Easter. And we're talking about getting some roots in our lives. And I love the way that you say it, Brian. Um, rooting your life in Jesus will make you better. Wait a minute. Rooting your life in Jesus will make your life better and make you better at life. That's yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's really the premise of the mm-hmm. series. And so we're addressing some topics, some specific topics that would uh, – some places in our life where we need to get some roots. And, Eddie, you started by talking about finances. Um, and I know all of us that are you know teachers, preachers, whatever – we love to talk about money, don't we? Yeah, I, I appreciate that y'all gave that one to me. That's we we feel like you're the best at that. Oh, yeah. Ryan. Yes. Yes, that's good. That's good. I think it's funny that you can talk about money anywhere but church. I mean, if you're going to join a club, you got to pay money. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go on Disney Cruise, you're going to say, well, I just like your cruise. I just want to wear a hat. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, by the way, those like ear things now, $30. 30 bucks. 30 really? bucks. And yeah, they, I mean it's, and you would buy them, and yes. never wear them again. No, you can't find them. Yeah, outside of Disney. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's about right. You make a great point, Eddie, about talking about money, because I I noticed, and I just, I thought about it this morning. I was watching the news while I was drinking my coffee, and every morning on the news they talk about money. Well, everybody does, except at the it's, church. At the church is somehow three or four times a year people lose their mind. I wonder what happened. On that, I always wondered why it was a it's a bad topic on at church because of money, when well, everything else works. Well, you know, it's a stigma, you know, of all the scandals yeah, through history, and I think that makes people not trust. Oh yeah, the TV evangelists. I remember mm-hmm. all those, you know, the scams and the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. But that happens in everything, you know. In yeah. there's always somebody cheating somebody. It seems out of something. You know, I always say this, not to get ahead of what you're going to say, but for me, a giving, though, is a spiritual decision. It's not a financial decision. So yeah, sure. I think that's, that's part of the rooting 
that you understand that as far as the accountability goes, yes, I believe that's me being in the finances here. That's a big deal. You need to have accountability. and But, you know, I, God is the ultimate accountability. Yeah. You know, if, if we're if the church is not doing what it needs to do, God will will take care of that. He seems to always he always finds a way, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's funny though um, that we we really want to be a part of something. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna become a Mormon, are you gonna become a Muslim? Are you gonna? There are requirements, and there are money requirements. Mm-hmm. Then okay, yeah. then you can't be one. I think it's yeah. really interesting that we made it where you could be one and not follow the requirements. You know, I think it's observant, the, observing what Jesus told us to do rather than just, I think, did you say like a parrot can repeat? Yeah, what, Mark Clark told us yeah. that, didn't he? That yeah. a, a parrot can repeat and and spit back to you the commands of Jesus, but we're, we're to teach them to observe, observe them. them. Yeah. How do you yeah. say it? Love your neighbor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love your neighbor. Yeah, that was so awesome yeah. because I... <laughs> And I think sometimes we do that. I think sometimes, oh, we'll just throw the truth out there and let them do with it what they want. But it really is, you know, our responsibility to help them really walk in it and be obedient. It's interesting to me too that people want the want churches to be accountable with their finances, but they don't want to be personable, personal, personally accountable for their own finances, right. and they don't want anybody to ask them about it. They don't, and they don't <laughs> want to look at it. And I yeah. think that's something that Proverbs talked about. You need to know the, you know, check your own flocks. You need to know the condition. It's what it says of your flock. You need to know, not somebody else, but you need to know it. And I think nobody really wants to look at finances are hard to deal with. Yeah, one of the things I loved about your your message, Eddie, and you alluded to it a moment ago, is that these financial principles that that the Bible teaches that Jesus taught. They apply to everybody. It doesn't matter where you are in your faith journey. Uh, even if you're somebody who isn't following Jesus, these these financial principles apply. Yeah, you can give your money away. I mean, you you give money away, you get money. It just it really works that way. I know that, and that's what people want to hear. That's exactly. But that is a spiritual principle. You you get you get what you give, whatever that might be, and that's the thing. The spiritual principle. Of planting and sowing, of course, we'll talk about that a little bit. But that's the deal. You give everybody can do it. It's a spiritual. It's a law. Spiritual law. So, do you tip good? I do. Yeah, I do tip. Yeah, I, I do. I, I always. I started doing that like I don't know many years ago. I don't. I don't really try to justify it. I just do it. You know, because we tend to justify. Isn't that funny? Jesus didn't do that to us. But, yeah. you know, we tend to, if you're a good waiter, then okay. But if you're a bad waiter, then what do you do? I give the same amount, you know, if not more. I do. I mean, and, I don't, I don't, I don't tend to judge. I mean, I'm yeah. not, you may not be happy with everything, but they still have a life and it may not be all their fault what's happening. Yeah. I kind of realized yeah. that when uh, everybody started wanting, wanting my table. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Well, they got a tipsy yeah, taco. Awesome. They're like, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Put that guy in my section. I want, I want to say, yeah. put him in my section. But I, love I that. But, you know, talk about observing Jesus. I think for me, it's not to say it, brag on me. It's really just trying to show generosity to those. That's a way for me to show Jesus in a way that's not, I don't have to just hit him over the head with a Bible, but he sees it firsthand. Okay, these people are generous, and you never know that leads to conversations. 
It you does. Know. That's first Christian, first century Christians. That was their, you know, everybody mm-hmm. knew them yeah. by mm-hmm. their generosity. That was their deal, not yeah. by a track, you know, right. leaving on yeah. the table. You know, I I really hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, it's good if you leave a hundred dollar tip with a track. That, that makes, will that would make difference. Yes, it would. But if you leave no tip in a track, then. <laughs> yeah, if you if you're gonna leave that invite, <laughs> don't leave the track. That invite card to Marathon Church, you better leave a good yeah, old tip with some, it. Yeah, put some money with it before yeah. you lay the, the invite card down. Yes, I think you guys make a great point too because I think tipping waiters and waitresses used to be based on merit, but the truth is now, um, servers in South Carolina only make like two fifty an hour. It's all tips for them, and uh, I think a lot of people don't understand that and. If, if we don't tip them, they don't make any money. They don't. No. And uh, so for me, too, it's not about merit. I'm I'm pretty much tipping the same no matter what. I mean, I might add a little or take a little away, but, I mean, and it used to be, what, 10%? Yeah. And now it's 20, I think, so. 15 20, to 20. I 25 think Brian, to 30 is what I use. Brian does. For. I did Brian to 20. Brian, you want, you want Brian's table. And I'll tell, you, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you another reason it's easier to add that way. Just round it up. Yeah. <laughs> I've been teaching Lily how to do this for the last few years. I'll say, this is how much it is. Now tell me how much tip I need to give. And so she's learning, okay, this, this, this. And she's finally, finally figuring That's it good. out. That's so, good. She, so like the other day, I was like, well, you know, we could give her 18 or should we give her 20? And Lily's like, I think we need to give her 20. I said, okay. <laughs> you know, just teaching that yeah, that's beautiful. principle, you know, but. That's that's awesome because I mean I th- we we probably all known tithers that like tithes of the penny penny I had a guy in the church in Los Angeles and this guy made big money like this guy made big money and and he would tithe to the penny it would be like three hundred and thirty seven dollars and fifty two cents and I'm like dude what well, I mean you <laughs> round can't even round up. up for God yeah. <laughs> I'm like really so you just want change back from God that's <laughs> yeah, <what right>. really. <laughs> I mean, I, but that's people's perception, though. Like, and that's that's it's interesting how even the law can get in there. And I, I mean, I think the way that I read Jesus' teaching, he's like ten percent's like the minimum. Like that's uh, yeah, the starting yeah. place, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the idea here's why I look at way he told us. Here's what you got to do if you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Here's what you do. I need you to give ten percent to pay for the kingdom so it'll move. Okay, and the next thing I need to do is recruit. I need you to make disciples. Those are the two things, and then observe my what I told you to do. Those are the things we're supposed to do. I don't think it's. I don't know why it became an option. Um, not you know somebody's got to pay for the kingdom to move, yeah. and I, I think that's what he said. Do this and this, and that's the two things that make us who we are. Brian, yeah. you mentioned that it's 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 a spiritual issue, not a financial issue. And Eddie, you said it this way in that message. You said when your heart and your treasure meet, you find out what you love. That is, <laughs> I you know Jesus actually said that. So yeah, I'm gonna, for sure. I'm yeah. gonna jump with him on that. one. I like the way that you said it though. For, for, for our, I understand it a little, yeah, because yeah, that's the two things that you'll. I mean, what do you love? You just look at your checkbook. I mean, really, what do you really, really love? And uh, and you can find out. I mean, I, you know, I'm looking around. There are campers sitting in yards. I'm not not dogging anybody about campers, boats, whatever you want to buy. It's fine. I'm just saying. You can look around your house and your yard, and you'll know what you love. You really can. Yeah. You know, one thing I've noticed in our area here in the upstate of South Carolina is all of these storage areas are popping up where people, <laughs> yes. because they don't have enough room at their house to park their camper and stuff anymore. 
I like these storage areas are popping up all over for people to, you know, store their boat, store their camper. So you're going to pay for a camper, and then you're going to pay for a place for it to sit, and you're going to use it <laughs> twice a year. I'm just, I'm, I, I guess, I guess. I'm, I mean, it's different. If you're retired, you're yeah. going to use it a lot. But that's kind of we. I mean, we're just strange creatures. We really are. Yeah, and we're not slamming on campers, right, or boaters, because uh, we got golf and we got stuff. I have spent our many money years. On. It's hard to keep up with them, but yeah. I think. There's something to that, to have fun and enjoy life and go with your family to the lake or camping. Um, but, you know, it's still a spiritual principle. Just like anything, generosity is a spiritual principle all the way around, whether you tip or give to the church or give to a local charity. Yes. I mean, are you giving anything? Are you doing anything as a Christian, you know, to be generous? And I think it's a principle that has gotten lost somewhat over the years you know our mother taught us this Mm -hmm. yeah you know that Mm -hmm. we never knew we were doing bad but she she always said you know you always give because it's a spiritual thing we're doing and i learned that later i don't know how you did but me and brenda had to learn that i think later in marriage once you have your own time and money i think that's Mm -hmm. when it starts working now now what do you do when you don't have any money that's what people would ask me. Well, what do I do then? And I said, mm-hmm. well, do you go out to eat? Well, yes. Well, then you have money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have a cell phone, right? I mean, you have money. Yeah. You just don't You don't have what you think you have. Yeah. So you know? I'd say if you're waiting around to make more money to be generous, then you'll never be generous. Yeah, you know, for sure. It, it's, it's a, it starts. Maybe you can give a dollar. Give a dollar. I love people. I see it all the time. People give, you know, five or ten dollars a week, and I, I just, I know their situation, and I think it's precious. Yeah, they, they understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm making fifty bucks a week, but I'm going to give five. It's like Jesus talked about the widow that, yeah, sacrificed, gave everything, and uh, I do think when you do that, I don't know if you said this, but it, it does in the spiritual world. It does, it does start something. Well, it put, it, it, I, I don't know if the right word is invoke. Uh, it God, yeah. you, mm-hmm. you're, God has to work, has to follow through now. Mm-hmm. So you're putting God on the line. And this is what I don't, you know, you have spiritual, you have money principles. You can use your bank, you, you get interest or whatever. But when you give and you give to charities or you give to church, what God wants you to do, you put in the, the creator of the universe has jumped in on your money. Mm-hmm. And that changed. Now you have a different thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think people miss that part. Yeah, you make an interesting point too, Brian, because I think people think if if they make more, it'll be easier to give. But I always thought, was it easier to give on ten grand or a million? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think if, about if that. You make, if you make a million, okay, I'm going to give a hundred thousand now. I, I I think it's easier to give when you have less. I think. I, I mean, that's that's a big deal if you think about yeah. it. If I if I give a hundred, I give a hundred thousand. That would mentally you have to think about that yeah but it's the same principle and we're just talking about you know? that 10 percent number yeah, you know yeah you could so get 200 <laughs> so which one do you but, think god's more impressed with the five dollars oh, or the hundred thousand that's a good question i, mean, I think just, it's all the same to him I, yeah i do i think but we think di- but we think we think different yeah that we well, we can take a hundred thousand right now but well, we would yeah. say i could do a lot with that oh we could yeah. you know i got to walk around the dealership yesterday and tell you this with charlie I don't know if Charlie's listening. Hey, Charlie. And have you been in there? I haven't been in there in a while. 
and Kevin collects all these cars. Yeah. Oh my. And I'm not saying that's bad. I say it's awesome. There were some beautiful cars in there. He actually bought. It might be a different subject. He actually bought a Camaro, brand new. I think ninety nine or two thousand, whatever. And he it's got nine miles on it. Really? Yeah. It sits in the dealership. Stayed Still the got the plastic on the seats. He's he just bought it so it would sit there and wow. gain value. So one day it would be worth something. Thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh man. Is that like a giving principle? I don't know. No, I, don't know. I mean I but, think he's he, in, in one way I think he's being a good steward of that yeah, car yeah. because if he takes it out and drives it, as soon as it goes over the curb, yeah. it loses yeah. its value, right? Yeah. So. It was awesome. I, I wanted I, to get in it. I, can't, yeah. I, don't, I don't have any cars. In <laughs> no. <laughs> so Eddie, you you said, hey, when we give, then you know it it includes God, and then God starts to work. Um, Jesus said it this way: "Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you." Well, they, I mean, it's like a cereal box. I use, you know, you just keep shaking it down, shaking it down, until finally you just can't get any more in, and it runs out. And that's that. That's what he's saying. He said, "I'm going to give it back to you, shaking down, shaking down, shaking down, till it can't fit in the box, and it's going to run over into your lap." That's what he's saying. That's kind of, that's what I'm going to do when you give. That's what he's telling us. That's his, that's the law. Yeah, I wonder how many. Awesome. I wonder how many people start giving thinking that all the blessings are going to be monetary. Oh, I, 100% probably. <laughs> Usually when you yeah. start giving, everything goes down quick. Every, you got every every bill hits you, something happened, a car went down, and then you then you have this... Inflation. <laughs> yeah, then you have this saying, <laughs> well, you know, I started giving to God, and look what he what, what happened. You know, like, yeah. it's like as, if, as if God did all the car things. That's why know? it comes back to the spiritual decision. It does. Yeah, yeah, it's more than money. Inconsistent. I mean, you, you just got to live it. You can't really put conditions on it. You know, well, I start giving. If God don't bless me tenfold, then I'm going to stop. Well, the you idea, know. yeah, I mean, the idea is, uh, what you were saying, is more than money. Uh, whatever you give will come back. If it is money, we're mm-hmm. talking about money, it's going to be money. If it's love, you're going to get love. If it's friendship, mm-hmm. all those things do come back because of the principle mm-hmm. of making whatever. So whatever, he says, whatever you give. That's what's going to happen. So I think people, <laughs> they look at that verse, well, I give my time. No, he's not talking about time. You know, that's serving. Okay, we're talking about, he's talking about money. He talked about money more than faith, uh, more than heaven. Yeah. I mean, he talked more about that yes. than anything else that he did. Well, that comes back to the heart. The where, the, yeah. where the heart is, your treasure is. Those two, those two are meeting. So where's the heart really in most people? It's it's in their money, and where oh, they put their sure. money. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that that can make people so mad and so happy at the same time. You take my money or you give me money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People can it can really change. I've seen it change people that I thought were one way, but when the finances changed, they were not that way. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah, for sure. It it that shows you how tied how much it's tied to your heart. You know how it feels when you have those conversations with your wife about bills? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those fun things? Those yeah, are the those. worst conversations. It's like, what are we going to do now? I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should pay a bill off. I don't know. Maybe we should stop eating. That would just yeah. come eat. on now, yeah. Eddie. Come on. Don't go. Don't go. To I have taco. to say, <laughs> I have to say, my heart is closely tied to going out to eat. Yes, it is, and it's way too much. <laughs> Me and Brent yeah. looked at it. We gotta, we gotta calm down. I know the feeling. There ain't nobody in this room doesn't know that. Feeling. I know what your your heart. What is my heart? It's golf. You can walk in my shop, and you know. <laughs> oh yeah, you it gotta is walk down golf. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a country club in his backyard. Right down there the other day, he just walks around looking at it. It is a country club. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. You know what? I I was thinking about this the other day because um, Amy and I are are adding a screened porch to the back of our house, and um, I ordered a TV for out there. Ooh, and I, I, you know, I walk in my house and I'm like, oh, there's a TV and there's the TV. I'm like, dang, I must love TV because (laughs) I mean, there's. Uh, there's a you know there's a TV in every room but the bedroom you know and it just I'm like okay I I hear you Jesus I I love TV maybe a little bit too much <laughs> you love you know? the Dallas Cowboys that's what I, it, I love the Dallas you Cowboys. got a shirt on right now for Dallas in fact un- unfortunately I spend a pretty good chunk of money every year <laughs> to make sure I can watch the Dallas Cowboys Dude, I mean yeah look at that's I, where I, that heart is yeah there we go yeah yeah it's yeah. It, it, it's in the Henson blood yeah it's just, carrying on tradition right yeah for sure. Um, so I, I don't want to talk about how old we are, but there's there's over 75 years of ministry experience around this table today. Um, have you guys ever known anybody that that really set their heart to, to give, to tithe, to give to the church, to move the kingdom, that said, yep, I didn't work for me, I'm out? Because I've never known one. I mean, somebody that really gave it a shot that really said, I'm going to invest 10% in the kingdom. I've never known anybody that said, yep, I'm out. I don't, well, go ahead. Um, I, I've seen people that have been consistent and then life got in the way. Mm-hmm. And they just forgot about it. Not that it didn't work for them. It wasn't because God didn't bless, but... Yeah, I think some people get blessed. I think it's an, another thing. I don't want to give Satan too much credit, but I think blessings can be a curse because when you start becoming successful, all of a sudden, you don't need church anymore. You don't need to give anymore. You don't. It's not a thought anymore because you're thinking about the next car or the clothes and that becomes a the success can get i mean so many successful people i know that that's happened to them at once they were not they were poor i guess you could say and they served they gave and now they're so successful they don't do any of those they don't have time to give or serve they don't have time for church anymore so i think yeah i've seen that happen I, i know one time we did a a ninety day giving challenge, you remember that? I do, I do. And really. you and you we say, uh, if God doesn't bless you in ninety days, you can get your money back. I've had one person call me and want their money back. How about that? And I didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> First time, huh? I was like, um, okay, we'll do it. So I researched it and gave their money back. And, yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I mean that's what again, I mean you can't really I mean, yeah, God is on the hook, I guess, but I think it's the wrong attitude. For sure. You know, that 
if I'm give, I mean, yeah, it does say I'm going to get back, but in what way does that look like? You know, for me, I get given back to when I when I get to bless people. That's a give that gives back to me, not financially, but I'll, that's joy in that. There's joy in giving, to seeing the joy of others because you contributed. I think that's a part of being given back to. Don't you agree? Yeah, it, it is. It is part of that. I mean, I, I I love to bless people with stuff. I always do that with golf. If I can do something, you know, whether it be golf ball tees, whatever it is, mm-hmm. or even pay for it, I like. I just like blessing people because yeah. I know. And even you, they'll psychologists tell you you're gonna you're gonna feel better in life. You're gonna live longer. Mm-hmm. It's a that. fact. It is. There was a gosh, I don't remember the story completely. He was a millionaire, multi. Rockefeller, I think, is who it was. I might have the story wrong, but I'm gonna tell you kind of he was dying basically. He was he was dying. And he was like just couldn't get over whatever was happening to him. And he said, Well, I'm gonna start giving my money, everything I got, I'm just gonna start giving it away. So as he started giving everything away, he started getting more healthier. Every dollar he gave away and, and until he he couldn't outgive and he got healthier the whole time he was giving money away because it brought Amazing. some kind of some kind of encouragement to his heart to see that that happiness. I don't I don't know. It's a great story. You mm. can look it up. But um, no, I, I have known a lot of unhappy people in life, and it was because they're just trying to hold on to all of it, and they're miserable, and they might have a lot, but they're miserable with their lot. Yeah, when you look, you ride by and you see nice houses or whatever, you, you wonder what's going on really. You know, is there real is there happiness or is there joy there? I think some people like uh, give. All right, we tell people you need to give 10%. That's what God wants. All right, well, they're already at 100%. Yes. Yeah. So then they're going to give and then they're going to be mad because the other 90 didn't go away as if yeah. they had nothing to do with it. And I think that's where it gets a little tricky for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think you make a great point too, Brian, about how people, when God does bless them, somehow it works in their brain and and they forget about God. And Eddie, several years ago, when Amy and I first started attending, you said in a message that there's two things that will keep us from God's calling, our stuff and the distractions of life. And I actually say that in Life Track every time I Do teach it. Do you really? How about yeah, that? Because this is really God's calling for us, but it it is the the material things that keep us from you yeah know, i think from god's call it is see what i think what i do all right if my daughter asked me why don't i buy a new car i said because i like golf <laughs> <laughs> do you understand i mean yeah, yeah. i mean really so i yeah. don't want i got a 03 you know and it runs great i don't yeah. want i need a new car because i like golf i have that you know i but i couldn't do it i mean i i live on the 80 i don't we talk i live on 80 percent Tell us about that principle. Well, what, what, the best way to do it, and you'll never run out of money, if you will give 10, save 10, and then you live on 80, and what you do, before you, if you're going to buy a car, a house, or whatever, you can only, you're only looking at your 80%, and then that tells you what you can do. So I, my golf fits in the 80%. Right. Because I didn't get the car that put me out of it. Exactly. So, that, so I have my thought in, okay, we'll just move my 80%. That way you always have money. God's kingdom moves, you'll have savings, and you will enjoy life. 10, 10, 80. How long did it take you to figure that out? Uh, well, when you started, car payments really did it. Yeah. 
It really did. Okay, I can't go play golf. I can't go out to eat. I can't, car payments did it. And I said, what can I? What can we do? It was in our late 20s. And we said, what can we do? All right, yeah. so what's the best way to look at this? So we just divided out. Okay, so this is, this is what we can do. Now, what you do, you work down to that 80. You got, if you're above, if you're in the 90s, you just start mm-hmm. selling stuff. That's what people don't want to do. You just start yeah. selling stuff, get less yeah. house. Okay, so what do you like to do? If you'd like to travel and go out to eat, then you can't, you can't live at 90. <laughs> you know, or now people just want to, they'll work more to make more to do that. Yes. Yes. But then you don't have time to do that because you're working more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you, yeah. know, you know we got friends like that, don't we? Yeah, you know, oh, they, yeah. you know. So if you were if you were to look at his income and say, okay, he got he's got good income. If he were to live on eighty percent, he wouldn't ever have to worry about ever having a raise again mm-hmm. or nothing. Yeah, you know. You know, my grandparents taught you know my parents to tithe, and then they taught my brother and I to tithe, but they never taught us the other ten. The 10% to God, 10% to yourself. And I wish I would have learned that principle as a kid, mm-hmm. just like yeah. I learned the principle of giving to God. Yeah, I learned that late, too. I would I would I love to go do. back, you know, especially the, the 10% savings. If I'd have bought some Apple stock in 1985. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? Microsoft. <laughs> now I invest. I, I take a little bit of money, and I save it and also invest it. But I learned it so late. You're you going to be all right, though. He's oh, doing, yeah. He's doing well with that. With I'm teaching my kids that. Yeah. I'm trying to teach them, you know, they haven't got. I asked Lily the other day, I said, how much did you, the most you've ever saved? She said, $100. I said, why can't you get past that? She said, I don't know. I said, I know why. Because you spend it. The minute you see 100 you got to spend it. it. She bought her some shoes the other day. I said, that's okay. I'm just telling you, if you want more, it's not me giving you more. It's you saving more. And that principle is so hard for them. You know, Faith, my daughter Faith has gotten it. And I don't know. I mean, she is like, I mean, she'll use my money, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do to me, too. But, I, I mean, I, I'll say this. And I don't know if she'll ever hear this. She's got over a, like $1,000 in her checking. Good for her. And I am never. I'm not ever remember ever having a thousand dollars. Not that. Not at that age. Not at that age. <clears throat> never. I didn't. I, I I'm cut amazed. grass to make money. You did too, didn't you? I did. We did everything, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Painted cabinets, grass. You know. My yeah. first job was church janitor. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shocker. We, we could put that to use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we've we've done it all. The three yeah, of us yeah, have we, done it somewhere all. Somewhere moved furniture. Remember that, Eddie? Oh, we did. I mean, gosh, that's back when you were young. Thank you, Brian. I when I was young. I meant us. <laughs> yeah. We could actually move furniture without losing our our brain. Yeah, though. Hey, so the writer of Hebrews wrote this: Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, because God has said, "Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you." And that that really kind of gets to the heart of the issue, the trust issue, right? It does, you know. And that's where I got that ten, ten, you know, the love of money. How do I keep that? One of the things that keeps you away from the love of money is to give it away. I mean, that's just. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just anything in life. That, and and yeah. I and I think I'm sorry, I may interrupt you. There, no, bro. go ahead. Um, I think uh, that principle is what I I think we seem to get. Once we hit our 60s and 70s and 80s, then we realize, oh, I can't take it with me. Might as well give it away. That does look, yeah. Yes. But yeah. we, we don't, if we could learn that younger, 
I think we'd be happier people. I think I think you'd see a lot more happiness and you know, if we could learn to actually be generous. You know. Yeah. That's one of the most misquoted passages of scripture, right? The love of money. Money is not the root of all evil. You'll hear people say that. No, it's the love of the money. Love of, yeah. I think I don't think money's a bad we need money. You know, yeah. the church needs money. Yes. Yes. We we do a lot of great things with a little money. Yes. <laughs> people would only understand what we could do if they actually mm-hmm. tithe. You know. Yes. But it isn't about the it's the love of you know, love the things Jesus loved. Okay. He loved people. He loved the, he loved the things that he loved, and then that's where your money should really go. Yeah. And you get to have fun on the eighty. I yeah. loved it that we we made the connection a few weeks ago. There was a Sunday when five people met Jesus. And we made the connection that if you're investing in mm-hmm. what God is doing at Marathon, you had a part mm-hmm. in those people meeting Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we have to keep talking to people that way, that you know, eternity is at stake. And you're, that's literally what you're investing in is eternity. And that's what he told us. I mean, that's not what he said. You know, the way the kingdom keeps moving is we keep paying for it and we keep recruiting. I, yeah. <laughs> if that, um, that's a football term for you yeah that's right that's right (laughs) yeah i I love the recruiting yeah and what else did you say it was on that um, i can't remember see if it's on here the The gardening gardening principles that's what i wanted to hear you talk about because what explain that well i say you plant what what you plant you get okay okay that and what you plant you get later and then what you plant, you get more. Those are the things that kind of that happen with that. So you, so if I, whatever I, and when I'm talking about planting, I'm not just praying about it. Remember we had that discussion. You know, mm-hmm. the Christian spiritual no is I'm just going to pray about it. Yeah. And we told everybody just stop it. You know? Yeah. So if Loved I want it. if I want something to grow, I need to I need to take the time to dig the hole and plant it. This is what I'm going to do with my money. Bang. This is what we're going to do with my life. Bang. Friendship. This is what I'm going to do with. I have unforgiveness or I need forgiveness. Bam, I'm going to plant it right here. This is what we're going to do. So you get the same thing you plant. You know, you get it later than you plant. I think everybody was microwave society. They want it now. Yeah, yeah, and that's it, a big deal for us. Yeah, and, and what's really cool about the principle, whatever you plant, you get more of it than you thought. They like the money part, but this friendship and this love and this forgiveness, it just it's all there. That's the principle. Whatever you're generous with is what you get. Yeah. Whatever you dig a hole and plant, that's what you get. Doesn't it work like if you give hatred or give if you're stingy or if you're... It's the other way around. It works that way too, right? For sure. That reaping and sowing principle was meant Mm -hmm. to be good, but they always... But we don't... We have to understand it can go the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. So we got to be careful. I love it that you use forgiveness as one of your examples because I think a lot of times we think... When they forgive me, I'll forgive them. But you might have to forgive, plant that seed, and you you might not harvest anything for a long time on that. Yeah, I, it really is. It really comes to us, you know. How long does it take for us to be able to not be able to think about them anymore? You know, that right. takes a little time, and that's yeah. what he's talking about. That that planting, and you're going to get that later, but it's going to be more than you expected. So. Yeah. Guys, this is a great conversation, and uh, we're three preachers. We could talk about money and giving like, <laughs> all day long, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally all day long. Anything else you'd like to to add to this conversation? Uh, just, I think if people just thought about ten, ten, eighty, 
the world would change. So really explain that would. one more time in case they came in late. Yeah, if you do if you have a 10, 10, 80 principle, I'm going to give 10% away, whether it be mm. church, you're going to give it away. Okay, that's just what's going to happen. And uh, so things can happen. 10% of savings, you can do more and dig more holes, but it's 10 away, mm-hmm. 10 save, and then you live on your 80. You can go on all the trips you want on your 80%. Yeah, you can. More golf. More golf. <laughs> All the golf you want on 80. 80% if yes. you do the 10-10. It's so good. Y'all, this is an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are. Hey, give us uh, a follow on social media at Marathon Church. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, please in, um, email us, info at marathonchurch.org. We would love to hear from you. We would love to answer your questions. Thanks again for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>